No doubt you've heard somebody say, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Of course that is true, but more importantly, how do we stop doing the same thing over and over again once we figured out we're not getting the results we want? In this episode, we'll talk about one of the key things we can do to overcome this particular phenomenon. Running a service business can be hard. It is not unusual for business owners in industries like contracting, home repair, auto repair, business-to-business services like janitorial, IT and accounting, and many others to feel overwhelmed by all the priorities facing them at any given time. Between addressing the needs of the customers, managing the employees, figuring out the financials, and getting processes in place, feeling like you're making significant progress on your business journey can be difficult. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. Perhaps the trickiest part of running a business, or second behind managing a team of people, maybe, I would say this is the trickier part, is knowing when to trust your gut and when not to. Maybe it's just the way it is in life in general. Knowing when to trust your gut and when not to is one of the toughest things we can face. It's a tremendous challenge for sure. And one of the easiest ways to know when not to trust your gut is when you keep doing what feels natural and right and getting in the results that you don't want. Aristotle said that virtue is the golden mean between excess and deficiency meaning to be virtuous is to be precisely halfway between each extreme end of a behavioral spectrum. For example, to be courageous is halfway between cowardice and foolhardiness. Cowardice is where you're afraid of everything and foolhardiness is where you just go charging in guns blazing, no no planning, no nothing. Well, both of those are foolish uh, uh, approaches. But to be courageous is virtuous. At least that's the way it's been historically. So this kind of goes along with that idea of when you're a hammer, every problem is a nail. When pushed, we automatically revert to what feels natural. When we're stressed, we want to do more of what feels comfortable and what feels right to us. But that's not always the right answer. Sometimes doing more of what feels natural is the worst thing we can do. Hence the saying, there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. So well, how, do we, how do we get through this? If we, if we keep doing what feels natural and what feels right and what we think we should be doing and we keep getting results that we don't want, How can we overcome that? Well, here's my suggestion. I'm a huge fan of approaching everything with balance. Balance is one of the things I talk about probably more than anything in coaching people, in navigating through problems, in dealing with frustrations with employees. And and I'm going to get into some examples here. and You'll see what I'm talking about. But approaching things with balance, I think, is one of the handful of things, if I can impart this gift to business owners, balance would be one of them. You know, of course, there's other things. There's like drive and persistence and, and you know, seeking education and bettering yourself. And, you know, there's, there's these handful of kind of things that, you know, entrepreneurs, kind of successful entrepreneurs, they have. And I think balance is one of those. Balance is one of those things that, you know, it keeps us out of trouble from being too extreme which turns off people and too extreme doesn't doesn't generally produce good results. Uh, whether it's extreme one way or the other, ex- extremity in one way or the other is rarely the right answer. Are there times where it is? Absolutely. But it, it's way less than 3% of the time, probably. So here's some examples I'm talking about, about um, 
you know, having balance. So let's just talk about like running a business in general. We have to have a reasonable understanding of all the major parts. So if sales is your wheelhouse, that doesn't mean you can completely remove yourself from being responsible for understanding and using the P&L as a vital indicator that it is. Now, most people who are really good at sales and love sales are not going to be in love with the P&L. But that doesn't mean you can completely remove yourself from it. You still have to understand how to use it as a reasonable tool. And we can't dismiss our God-given talents and spend our time trying to become experts on everything in the business. And we can't spend our time trying to figure out things that are just we just don't get. We have to have balance there. So we can't completely dismiss our, our God-given talent in sales and dive into the P&L because we have to understand the P&L. That doesn't make sense. If we're really good at sales, let's focus on, on sales. On the other hand, we can't just completely you know, subcontract out responsibility for our P&L. We can't delegate that to an employee. We, we, we own the business, for crying out loud. This is our business. We have to have our, our finger on that. Employee performance. One of the examples I talk about a lot, and it's in my book pretty pretty uh, consistently, is we have to hold people accountable to consistently perform at a very high level. We have to be consistent with that. And we have to understand that at any given moment, for the most part, people are doing the very best they can, even when they're failing miserably. So we can't have one approach or the other. We have to have balance between those two things. Processes and procedures. Procedures must be detailed and specific enough that there is no doubt what is to be done, what is to be expected, who is to do it, when, how, all that kind of stuff. And it must be brief enough that people are actually going to read it and use the thing. Goals. Goals must be lofty and challenging enough to make us push ourselves. And they have to be reasonably attainable so we don't give up. Sales. We have to make the most of every opportunity. And we must make sure that our sales practices do not begin to eliminate considering what the customer wants and needs or becoming predatory. Leadership. We can't make demands all the time. True. And we can't be a pushover. We have to have balance. So these are the kinds of things that we we find ourselves uh, in situations where what we naturally feel is the right thing to do, we do more of. And we kind of lose sight of where balance is in the moment or even over a long period of time. So again, the first thing I'm suggesting is let's identify the extreme ends of the spectrum, kind of like I just did with the example that I just read you here or went over with you here. Let's identify the extreme ends of the spectrum, right? And then once we've identified the extremes, then we can identify what Aristotle called the golden mean. But I'm not quite as sophisticated as Aristotle was, so I'm just going to call it being in balance. Mine's a little uh, a little less sophisticated than his for sure. But once we have identified the extremes, now we can identify where's the middle? Where's balance here? And what does being in balance look like? And here we have to acknowledge that we will have a natural bias. We subconsciously know what we like to do and we don't like to do. What we want to do and what we don't want to do. What scares us or makes us feel uncomfortable or what motivates us and drives us. We subconsciously know that. So if we place ourselves in this situation and say, well, where's balance here? We're going to lean towards what we want. So when we ask what balance looks like, we may have to remove ourselves from the situation and ask different questions. We might have to ask questions like, if I were explaining what balance looks like to my son or daughter in this situation, how would I explain that? Or if I were telling a subordinate manager how I would suggest they aim for balance, how would I do that? Or if I were giving a presentation to a group of colleagues how would I define what balance looks like in this situation? And that's probably my favorite there because in front of your colleagues, 
you're going to be way more accountable for your response. You know, you could convince your son or daughter or some subordinate manager, you can convince them you're right. A group of your peers hearing you talk about this would be a little different. So for me, I would probably lean towards that third question there. But, you know, those are just some options for you. So what, next, we have to identify where we are in that scale, you know, the, this scale from extreme behavior, from extreme deficiency to the other end. Where are we at relative to where we have determined the center point or balance to be? Do I need to move this way or that way? Do I need to be more assertive or less with my approach on leading our team? Do I need to spend more time or less time re- working on reading the PLNL and understanding, uh, to use my examples from earlier, for, you know, to, to, to kind of reflect back on those. Then, and perhaps most importantly, we need to identify why it matters that we do this. Why does it matter that we're in balance on this thing? If we don't have a compelling why, we all know that our commitment to a project or endeavor of just about any kind will eventually wane. What is compelling enough to keep me striving towards maintaining balance, even when it makes me uncomfortable, which it probably is going to, or we wouldn't be having this conversation in the first place. If we were comfortable where balance is, this, this whole conversation is moot, right? So by very, its very nature, aiming for balance, if it's not what we're naturally doing, is going to make us uncomfortable. To remain in a state of discomfort, we have to have a compelling reason why, or we're just not going to do that, period, end of story. So what is compelling enough to keep us striving towards balance, even when it makes us uncomfortable or we just don't want to right now? (laughs) You know, one of the things is we're the boss. We own the company. There's sometimes we can just pull rank and say, I don't want to do this today. I don't want to do this right now. And who's going to argue with you? Nobody. So what is going to be compelling enough reason to keep us from doing that in those moments where we just don't want to do it? Now, what most people do here is say or think something like, I'll figure out the why later. Right now, I just need to figure out the how. And this is one of the most common reasons we don't see things through. We never get back to identify or developing the why. So if we want to have a reasonable hope of seeing anything through, before we move on from here to the how, we absolutely must identify the why. I talk about this a lot, so I'm not going to dwell on this too much here, but I can't stress this enough. One of the major reasons people, including our employees, when they frustrate us because they don't do things we want them to do, and ourselves as people and business owners don't do what we know needs to be done, is because we have not identified or developed a compelling enough why. Now, once we have the why, then of course, we're going to move on to the how. Sometimes the how we find balance is easy, and we already know what to do. Sometimes it's not so clear, and we have to educate ourselves. We have to ask for help, or we have to reach out to somebody. Speaking of which, that was a great segue. I didn't even plan that. That was a fantastic segue. Wait till you hear this. If you're ready to have an easier time building the business you imagine in your mind, the one that provides both the income and time freedom you've dreamed about, I have great news. First, let me share this thought with you. One of the unfair and unreasonable expectations we place upon ourselves as business owners is that we should know everything there is to know about running a business naturally. This is crazy. How could a person be born with natural talent in all the complex areas of running a business like managing people, sales, understanding financial data, creating and improving effective processes, risk management, risk management, never mind the actual technology, uh, technical knowledge of your industry? I know I certainly wasn't born with all this knowledge. Could I have eventually built the business I did without ever asking for help? Maybe. Could I have built a multi-million dollar business with over 50 employees in less than 10 years without ever asking for help? Not a chance. If you try to figure out the most important thing in business by reading books or searching online, you'll literally find dozens of quote-unquote most important things. 
And depending on where your business is today, some of them could absolutely be the right one for you. The problem is, in most cases, the person saying this is the most important thing in business hasn't ever built what you're trying to build. And one of the most common ways to get stuck and overwhelmed is by focusing on the, the, one of the most important things that is not right for your business today based on where it is in the overall journey. Taking that approach could literally delay achieving your goals and dreams by years. This is what my group coaching program offers. Clarity on where your business is on the overall journey. What specific areas you should be focused on right now based on where your business is on that journey and step-by-step instructions on how to get through the challenges related to those areas as quickly as possible from someone who's been right where you are today, plus the support and insight of other business owners just like you. My group coaching program only has open enrollment a couple times a year, and right now we're in one of those open enrollment periods until June 30th. For probably much less than you think, and I really mean that, it's probably a lot less than you think, you can join a community of like-minded, successful business owners who will share their own experiences of what has and hasn't worked for them on the exact challenges you're facing today. And you'll literally get step-by-step instructions from me to break the big problems you have down into small, actionable steps, put in the most efficient order, so you can get your business where you want it faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Imagine how happy and relieved you'll be when you've accomplished all the major achievements that go along with building the business you've always dreamed of. Imagine having the money and time that set you free. To watch a quick video on how it works, go to serviceindustrysuccesspath.com. And after you're done watching the video, if you're interested to join, simply click on the Apply Now button. Open enrollment ends June 30th, so you don't have much time. Go to serviceindustrysuccesspath.com today to take your first step to achieving your goals of building the business that provides the income and time frame you always wanted faster than you even thought possible. Now, wasn't that a great segue? Man, I should really, I should really plan this stuff better next time. That was pretty good. Uh, okay, so the first thing we had to do is, well, we're going to figure out that what we're doing isn't working. So I guess that's the first, first thing is we can't keep doing what feels natural. We keep doing what feels right. And we keep getting results that aren't, aren't what we want. Then we got to identify, okay, for this particular thing I'm dealing with, what are the extreme ends of the spectrum? And again, here are the examples, running your business. If you're great at sales, you know, you need to dive into the PL some, you could completely ignore it and, and delegate that to somebody else, which is not good. Or you could completely start dis, uh, disengaging from your natural God-given talent in sales to focus on the PL because it maybe it's a struggle for you. That wouldn't make sense either. So what's balance? Commit a reasonable amount of time to running the PL and keep, you know, keep you know, your God-given talent driving things. That's awesome. Uh, employee performance. Again, holding people accountable to consistently perform at a very high level. Very important. Also, people, even when they're failing miserably, are probably doing the best they can in that moment. Balance between those two things over the long run, what does that look like for you? And again, I give you some other examples, processes being detailed, but they got to be brief enough. People are going to read them. Goals got to be lofty and challenging to push us and, and stretch, but they also got to be reasonably att- attainable. Uh, sales, we got to make the most of every opportunity, but not be abusive or or forgetting that the customers calling the shots here. We got to keep their their needs and wants paramount. And uh, leadership, we can't be, make demands all the time and we can't be a pushover. So those are kind of examples that we run into fairly often in business and in, in managing people. And the, and these are areas where maintaining balance. These are pretty common areas where maintaining balance is super helpful. So once we've identified the extremes, then we're going to figure out what does being in balance look like. And here we may have to acknowledge that we have a natural bias. We have things we like and don't like, things we want and we don't want, things that scare us, things that drive us, etc. So we ask ourselves what balance looks like. We may have to remove ourselves from the situation and ask questions like, if I were giving a presentation to a group of colleagues, how would I define what balance looks like in the situation to them? 
Then next, of course, we have to figure out on the scale we are now relative to what we have defined, what balance looks like, how far we have to move this way or that way, what we have to change. Then the most important part, we got to figure out what's our why. If we don't have a compelling why, um, what's going to keep us striving towards this balance when it makes us uncomfortable, which it's, na it's naturally going to do. And what most people do here is say, I'll figure out the why later. Don't worry about it right now. I just need to figure out the how. And this is one of the most common reasons people don't see th things through. They never get back to figure out the why. And the why is what keeps them on track when things get uncomfortable. So, uh, again, one of the major reasons people, including our employees, don't do things that we need them to do consistently is because they don't understand why. Same thing applies to us. We're people too. Uh, once we identified the why, then we can move on to the how. Sometimes it's easy. We know what to do. Sometimes we have to uh, reach out and help educate ourselves, ask somebody for help, reach out to a friend or a colleague. Uh, what would you do in this situation? Um, you know, we don't always have the answers, right? Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. But the main thing here is we get ourselves stuck in a rut where we're getting results we don't want and we can't figure it out. We just keep doing, we keep doing, this feels right, this feels right, but we're getting the wrong results. Take a moment to sit back and go, what does balance look like here? What are the extreme behaviors on each end of the spectrum? How would I explain what balance looks like to a, a colleague or a friend in the industry who would know if I was BSing them? How would I explain it? And where am I at relative to that? And how do I get there? You know, why do I want to move over here? And how do I get there? So that is it for this week. Don't forget to go to serviceindustrysuccesspath.com. Open enrollment ends June 30th. Oh, I'm really excited about what, we're, what we got going on this year. Um, we had a fantastic group there, lovely, uh, just awesome group of people. So if you're interested in uh, joining a group coaching program, that's way more affordable than you probably think. I guarantee that, uh, go check it out. Uh, simple process. Watch the video. If you think it's cool and you want to, and you want to uh, join the group to click on the apply down button, there's a quick form there to fill out. Super simple. Um, don't forget to share this podcast with a friend or colleague who's a business owner in the service industry, just like you. That would be awesome. And please, if you haven't yet, pretty please with sugar on top. Give us a rating review. Uh, take uh, 30 seconds. Just push that five-star button there on whatever uh, whatever player you're listening to this podcast on, whatever um, gets me into your car, your house, or your office. So that's it for this week. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you all next week.